theyeshiva.net. Okay, welcome everybody. A good morning. Bruchem aboyim. Shalom aleichem. Aleichem shalom. So we're going to begin a maimah today in the section of Rosh Hashanah. It's in a section called Rushim L'Rosh Hashanah. Rushim L'Rosh Hashanah is a very large section of the Kodotera that comes right after Parshas Nitzavim. It begins on page uh, 106, page Nun Gimel. At the end, that's where it starts Rushim of Rosh Hashanah, Sayyusim Etshuva and Yom Kippur. It takes a break in the Parshias, and after Nitzavim goes into the Yamim Taivim of Tishrei. The first three, Rishonah says, Machuvi Yom Kippur, then later is Sukkot. There's many Maimorim on Rosh Hashanah, but we'll start with uh, one on page 120, or Samach, column four. Daf Samach, column four. Lohoven Inyan Aposik, Mikhail Kamoicha. So it's page 120, on top it should say, Drushim L'Rosh Hashanah. If it doesn't say on top, Drushim L'Rosh Hashanah, then you got the wrong 120. Okay, you see Samach Amud Dalit, Samach column 4, or page 120. Previous years we learned other Maimarim, we learned the Maimar of Tiku on Rosh Hashanah, which is earlier, there's two Tikus, we learned the second Tiku. So now we're going to do this one, which starts Lahoven Inyan Hapasak. Okay, everybody has it? In the Tashlich, the minig by Jews is that after Mincha, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, you go to Tashlich, you go to the water, and um, say different tefillahs over there. So according to most versions, it starts off, you remember what start, Tashlich starts off with a posik from Micha, from the prophet Micah, which is, the whole posik reads, me el kamoicha noise oven vaiver al pesha lo sheiris nachalasai lo hechzik lo ad apay ki chafitz chesed hu, which is also at the end of Mafter Yoyna, according to many nuschayos, it's put in at the end of Mafter Yoyna as well, after the story of Yoyna and the way on the fish. And basically, what the prophet is saying is, is translation is Mikael kamoicha, who is a god like you, noise oven. What it really means contains or lifts up or carries or forgives sins, over overlooks transgressions, for the remainder of his inheritance. He doesn't hold on forever to his wrath because he loves kindness. Then he continues, That's where the word Tashlich comes from. He will return and have compassion on us, uh, conquer our sins, and cast into the depths of the sea all their sins. Give truth to Yaakov, kindness to Avram, to whom you made an oath from the days of yore. That's the psukim of, of Micha. You'll see in many Sidurim, I don't know if all the Sidurim have it, but in many Sidurim, on the words, Mikel there is the parallel to the Yudgimel Midas Harachim, in which we say every day by Tachnon, and we say them, of course, during Slichas, and during Aser Simechuvah, and during Yom Kippur. 
which comes from Parshas Kisisa. In fact, in the Siddur of the Balatanya, before Tashlich, he writes clearly, he says, you say the Pasuk, Mikel Kamaycha, and there's 13 attributes there, which parallel the 13 Midois of Hashem, Hashem, Kel, Rachum, Vachanon, Erech, Apayim, Rav, Chesed, Ve'emes, Noitzer, Chesed, Alofim, Noitzer, Vavajr, Chatov, And he says, in each one, you should have intention and in your mind, meditate on the connection between the Midah here in Micha and the Midah in the Chumash and Parashat Kisisa, the Yidgil Midasarachim, even though you don't say them. You don't say them. That's what he writes before, before Tashlich. So this Maimah starts off with this background. Lahavin Indian Apasak Mikel Kamaycha Vagaymer, Shahu Pirush Liyud Gimel Midas Shabbatayra. In Torah you have the Yud Gimel Midas, the 13 attributes of compassion, which Moshe heard after the sin of the golden calf, and Hashem revealed the 13 Midas. Why then in Micha? Why then would the prophet Micha do Psukim with the same concept, but not the same words? So he says it's a pirush. The Pasuk, Mikhail Kamoicha, is actually a commentary from a later prophet to the Yud Gimel Midas, the way they are in Chamisha Chum Shatayna and Taira. So, for example, in the Siddur, in Tashlich, he says, Mikhail Kamoicha, that parallels to Hashem, Hashem, Kale. Noise Ovoin parallels Racham. Oivir al Pesha parallels Chanon. Sheiris Lachalosai parallels Erech. Lehechzik Lad Apoi parallels Apayim. Kichofitz Chesedu is Rav Chesed. Yoshevi Rachamenu is Emes. Rav Chesed Emes. Yichber Shavanasenu is Noitzer Chesed. Tashlich Mitzulus Yom is La'alofim. Titin Emes Liyakov is Noisei Oven. Chesed Lavram is Pesha. Shbata Lavisenu is Chaton. Mimei Kedem is Venake. So that means that the Yudgimol Midas needs some commentary. And the Psukim and Mich, the Pasuk, the Psukim, the verses in Micha are a commentary for that. Which is why, by Tashlich, the Balatanya writes that you should be Mechavin. You should be Mechavin, each Pasuk, each word, the parallel Midah in the 13 Midahs that Hashem revealed to Moshe. So, V'hinei Kael Hu Chesed. The name Kael is a re- reference, it represents Chesed, love, kindness. Kamashikasov, the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Chesed Kael Kol Hayayim. The Chesed of Kael, Hashem, is all day. So this means, and the term that's used in this Pasuk is, is, is Kael, which represents, it's symbolic of the fact that Kael represents generally the Midah of Chesed. That's why the Tehillim says, Chesed, Kael Kol Hayayim, uses Dafka the word Chesed. I was just looking up the Psukim and Miches, Michet chapter 7. Chesed Kael Chalayim is Tehillim Nun, Perik Nun. Upidish. So now, when it says, Mi Kael Kamaycha, it's, it would be like saying, Mi Bal Chesed Kamaycha. If Kael is Chesed, so Mi Kael Kamaycha means, who is a Bal Chesed? Who is a master of kindness like you? Shach Sadim Shalcham Ispashtim, Le'ein Ketz, Me'oyin Saif Baruchu, Le'makam Namach Ma'ayit. That your Chesed, your kindness, extends infinitely from the light of infinity to even the lowest place. 
Shalachenim shalamayim. That's why Chesed is always compared to water. Sheyardim makam gavayel makam namuchmaid, because the quality of water. Chazal tell us in Masechus Tainus is that they always search for the lowest surface, and they will not remain in an elevated place as long as it can go down lower. The water will go down lower and then lower and lower. The Gemara says Mayim Yoridim Makam Gavayel Makam Namuch, and that's why the Chesed is compared to Mayim because. This is a type of chesed that doesn't just extend a little bit. It extends, as he says, le'en ketz. There was no end to it. It'll go even to the lowest, lowest places. So, Mikhail Kamoicha, who is a bal chesed like you, that this chesed is infinite, it will not stop. It will go down to the lowest and reach the lowest space, the lowest situation. There's no place that is divorced from receiving Worthy of divorce from receiving that can be taken away and uh, deprived from receiving this chesed. The path through which the chesed can descend even to the lowest place, like water. He continues. Who is a bal chesed like you? What's the uniqueness that the chesed will go down to the lowest place? So he continues, how is that? Because he's noisei oven va'evet al-pasha. What does this mean? Pirush. Masha hu adayin b'bchines avoin, hinei hu magbiha v'noisei The word noisei literally means to carry. Right? Like a masa. A masa is something you pick up. When you say Nesias uh, Ha'aron, for example, right? Vinasu, Nasu with a sin, with a, not with a Samach, is to lift up, Kisisa, to pick up. So Noisei Oven literally means, he says, Noisei Oven means to pick up. So he says, that which is Oven, who Magbiya Vinoisei Lamaila. He lifts it up. He elevates it. He picks it up and brings it upwards. Noisei Oven. He brings up the Oven. We have to know what this means. But then there's Oivid al-Pesha. Omashu b'bchin is Pesha. That which is Pesha, it's not an Ovin. There's something called an Ovin, which is one form of transgression. There's something called Pesha, which is another term for transgression. So that which is an Ovin, he lifts up. He brings up. That which is a Pesha, this is something that's more dense from the word av, which is thick, dense, brute. In other words, it doesn't have the capacity to go up. It's too heavy. The gravitational pull is too powerful. And therefore it cannot soar. So what happens now? And the Pasuk says, And the Pasuk your avoinus separate between you and God. And the Pasuk says in Chavakaik, the Navi Chavakaik chapter 1 says, pure eyes, the eyes are too pure to see Ra, which represents also you have it in people. Some, a person who's sensitive, they have they have pure eyes, so they can't look at certain things. And even if they look at it, they won't see what other people see. 
So when it comes to an Avon, he lifts it up. When it comes to a Pesha, it can't go up. And on the other hand, the Avon is a Mavdil, between, it's separate between a person and Hashem. And purity can't reach certain places. The Chasadim cannot go down there. So here the Micha says, he doesn't say noise, he says over. Over literally means you pass. When you pass on something, you step on it. it says So to speak, he passes over it, stepping on it, it shouldn't create a chatzitza, it shouldn't create a partition, a mechitza, of the chasadim can't go down there because the, the, the oven goes up, so it's good, but the pesha can't go up, so merely steps on the pesha. That's the two things in order to explain the mikhel kamoicha. There's noisy oven and oven al pesha, but then the, he's going to, going to explain all this. He's just giving the context. But then he says it's l'sha'edis nachalas for the remainder of his inheritance. What does it mean the remainder of the inheritance? So he says this is a condition. There has to be what's called sha'edis nachalas. Kamoshakasov, begamada peda kamadirash shana, yudzayin, vain rabbis, resh parshas nitzavim, madrash rabbi nitzavim, parshas bashalach, parsha chavav, and mesechis megillah, tavchavchasam eralf. And that's the first that's the beginning of the Psukim of Micha that deal with the commentary to the Gimel Midas Harachim, the chapter 7 of, of Mike. We'll see later. The Gemara says, to the inheritance, to the remainder of his inheritance. So literally it means those who remained, those who didn't remain, the Sha'iris, like Sha'iris Aplaita, you know, those who remained. The Gemara teaches, what does he say in here, Dafka? Shirayim is that which remains, right? The Shirayim. We'll see. He'll discuss it. To explain this Derech Prat. Why Derech Prat? Because Derech Klal, he just said what the Klal is. The full picture. But now Derech Prat, to bring it down, to explain it, to take it apart. That's what Prat is, right? Hine Amr Chazal tell us the end of Meseches Yume, Dav Peivov. Gdoyle tshuva shemagas at kisei hakavod. Tshuva is great. It reaches till the kisei hakavod, the throne of glory. That's what the Gemara says in Yuma, the end of Yuma. B'zoyar amru, in Zoyar, there's somewhat of a different expression. B'zoyar tells us tshuva is two words, toshuv hey. Tshuva is made up of toshuv hey. What does Toshuv Hay mean? The Hay returns. The letter Hay returns. Now, there's Hay Law and Hay Tata. Which Hay has to return? So the meaning is that Hashem's name has two Hays. There's a Yud and there's a Hay. And there's a Vav and there's a Hay. That Hay can get lost for some reason. Or it can get removed or get disconnected or seem disconnected. So Tshuva is basically to return the Hay. But which Hay? Pence. If you're dealing with the lower hay, it's called hay tata, the lower hay, the second hay. The first hay is called hay ilah, the higher hay. So there's two tshuvas. There's something called tshuva tata and tshuva ilah. The lower tshuva is to bring back the lower hay, the final hay, bring it back to the vav and the hay and the yud. The higher tshuva, 
much more subtle tshuva is bringing back the higher hay to the yud. So that's what the Zayhar says. The Gemara puts it, you don't have this language in Gemara. The Gemara's language is G'dayla tshuva shemagasat kiseh hakavit. The Zayhar's language is Tashuv hay, it's bringing the hay. But you see the commonality. The Gemara says that tshuva, something reaches to the kiseh hakavit. And then the Zayhar says that the hay comes back. Depends which hay, hay ilah hay tatam. to understand this. He brought these two statements from Yuma and Zoyar to start explaining what he said before Derech Prat. But Biyurad Vluhavinze, to understand this, Tzarech Lohavin Muhusat Tshuva. One has to understand the essence of Tshuva, the core of Tshuva. You speak about Tshuva, what is the core of Tshuva? What, what needs explanation? What needs explanation? L'chayda Tshuva means what it always means. We translate Tshuva as repentance. A person makes mistakes, a person uh, does Avedis, a person violates God's will, so he does tshuva. Expresses remorse, expresses regret, changes his ways, makes a resolution, a Kabbalah, a Lahab, etc. The world makes a mistake. Not a very uh, common expression on the Kutateira. <laughs> Usually, the toes of the world you have to infer. But here he says clearly, The world makes a mistake. Who really requires tshuva? People who are erech. means they're of spiritual low caliber. And bali avedis. Avedis means people who do avedis. They commit sin, so they have to do tshuva. That's what truth is. This is not true. He doesn't mean it's not true that they have to do tshuva. <laughs> he means emes enekein doesn't only apply to that. The ikir tshuva is actually to return the hay. <laughs> to bring out back the hay, whether it's the lower hay or the higher hay. So he says, okay, so v'ishbar lo yeda. I don't know exactly what he means, but he means an ignorant person doesn't even know about the hey tata and the hey law. So he says, amnam be'emes amruzal anoshim yoshve oil v'loim detayda. The real tshuva was said for anoshim yoshve oil who sit in the tent, meaning loim detayda, they're entrenched in tayda and learning tayda. Shatayda shabiksav hi hey law. Torah Shabiksav is considered the higher hay, the first hay. For Torah Shabalpeh, hay tato. And Torah Shabalpeh is the second hay. Ukashamafsik mehem. And when he separates from them, from either of the hays, for Oisik Bahavle Oilam, and becomes immersed in the vanities of the world, Tzadich Lachzer Lahashiv Hayin Elulim Kaidam. He has to bring back these hays to their source. Vizehuderich Klal. And this is right the general idea. This is Derech Klal. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who's a bar, yeah, may not even, the real union of tshuva, which is tosh of hay, applies dafka and even more in a way to the person who's aware and connected to these hays, which is Teresh And when he separates from them, he has to bring back these hayin, and sometimes he can separate the hayes too. That's the chiddush. The hayes too can become separate, and he has to bring them back to their source. 
He'll explain. He'll explain. There's, there's an union of mafsik, but there's, there's also something that the haze themselves could be separated. And he has to bring them back. There's two nekudasir. V'derech prat, more specifically, hinei, his beinenus begdulas Hashem, v'iyun tefillah, v'kavanasa b'machshava, hu'pchines he'ilah. More specifically, the Hisbainanus. Hisbainanus is the meditation, the contemplation. In Gdulas Hashem, in the truth of Hashem. The Iyun Tfilah is the immersion, the Iyun in Tfilah. And it's Kavane and Machshava. This is generally connected to the first He, the higher He. And then bringing it out verbally. Whether in learning or davening, this is the heitata. So the heilah is the internal experience, what we would call his bainanus, the mindful state, the inner connection, which relates more to kavana and machshava. And the lower hey is the verbalization, which is the next stage, that's the heitata. And we understand the difference because kavana and machshava is an internal experience and dibur could sometimes be only external. It's, you know, what we call lip service. So there's the two hays here. First he says, Teresh HaBeksav, Teresh Derech Prat, specifically, in each one, there's also two hays. There's the Kavana element and the Dibur element. There's the Machshava and the Dibur, whether it's in Tefillah or in Torah. V'hinei Amr Razal, the Medrash says, this is the beginning of Medrash Rab in Parshas Bereshus. Shiva Dvarim Kadmu La'olam. Seven things preceded the creation of the world. The Medrash goes through seven things. V'achas men tshuva. One of them, Tshuva. It says, The Torah is Kadma Lailam, Yisrael Kadma Lailam, Mashiach Kadma Lailam. I don't remember the whole list, but one of them is Tshuva. Tshuva precedes the universe. Now this is, is difficult to understand. When you say that Torah precedes the world, Medrash says, Alpayim Shana Kadma Torah Lailam, the Gemara and Shabbos says Torah precedes the world. Okay. You say Yisrael precedes the world. When you say Tshuva precedes the world, this itself means that tshuva is something different than we usually think it is. Because why would tshuva precede the world? The whole idea of tshuva is what? After the world is created and you're not behaving in the right way, so now you need tshuva. Tshuva preceding the world is almost like that's the purpose. <laughs> like that's the, the purpose of the world. When really, if Adam and Chava would have behaved, there was no need for tshuva. Huh? <laughs> so what's it mean? What's, it's like always, almost like I'm expecting you to sin, and before I even created the world, I already created repentance. The whole concept of tshuva in concept is a post-creation concept. It's part of the shortcomings and limitations of frail man, you know, Adam who makes mistakes, who sins, who transgresses, who falls prey to weak moments and temptation, etc., but the Medrashir is saying that Shuvah is from the things, from the seven things that comes before creation. For Inyan, the explanation in all of this is, The real experience of Shuvah is something that happens in the heart, meaning, And this is the Shuvah. We're talking about of hey law of bringing returning the higher hey the hainu klois hanefesh baruch. The real experience of tshuva is this is the ikir tshuva 
is close hanefesh elavius baruch, which means that the soul goes out. The soul yearns, close is like a kilia, kilen. It goes out, segate ois in Yiddish. I don't know how you say segate ois. I'm saying it goes out. It's not really, uh, segate ois means there's a certain yearning and pining of the soul, Tasha. A result of the hisbainanus, of the contemplation, of the understanding. The whole cosmos, the whole world, lives under the spell of time. We live under the tyranny of Zman. The Gemara has an expression in Rosh Hashanah. That the world is 6,000 years. And then you have the seventh millennium, which is and even the seventh millennium, etc., which are referred to as the days of Mashiach and the days of the resurrection of the dead, is also Bizman. It's also in the world, in the reality of Zman, of time. Everything is in Zman. The whole world is associated with Zman. It lives in the realm of time. And even the great utopian messianic future, we also talk about it in terms of time. That's what the Gemara says in Rish Hashanah, shit, I think it's Daf Lamed Aleph, shit, yeah, Rish Hashanah Lamed Aleph, shit al fishnin dahava alma, the world is 6,000 years, v'chad charuv, and then there's a seventh millennia. But it's all in terms of numbers of time, a year, 500 years, a thousand years, there's measurements of time, because that's what the world is. The world belongs to the realm of time. Vahazman hu nivra. Time is a creation. Time is also created. It's hard for us to understand this because how can there be reality outside of time? What do you mean time is created? <laughs> Get a, I can say, 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 tell me this was created, that was created. When time was created, time is time. <laughs> the clock moves, right? Even if you don't have a clock, you have to create a clock, but you're going to create time. But the emiss is that Zaman is also a Nivra. The very reality called time is also a creation. And the purpose of the creation of time is, it's the tool, the vehicle, in order to give life, the Oilamis, all the worlds, the higher worlds, meaning the spiritual universes, and the lower worlds, including our physical world. Through the twelve configurations of the name Yud Kevavke, which are renewed every single day, every hour you have one tziruf, you have one configuration. At night, it's the 12 configurations of the name Aleph, Dalet, Nun, and Yud. In Svarim of Kabbalah, it's explained, when you have a name Yudke Vavke, well, it's like any word with a few letters, you could configure it in so many different ways. You can have a Yud and a He and a Vav and then a He. You can also have a He and a Yud and a Vav and a He. You can have a Vav and a Yud and a He and a He. These are called Sirufim, different ways in which you combine the same, the same letters. But the combinations, the tziruf means combination. Litzaref is to combine, to connect. The combinations are different. When you have a letter, a word of two letters, like olive bays, there's only two combinations. What can you do with it? Olive bays and bays olive. There's nothing else. What else are you going to do? 
So there's only two tziruf. One letter, of course, only has one tziruf, because it's no tziruf, it's one letter. The moment you have two letters, you have already two tziruf. But the moment you have three letters, now you already have Aleph, Beis, Gimel, but you also have Beis, Aleph, Gimel, and you have Gimel, Aleph, Beis, right? And you have Beis, Gimel, Aleph, etc. When you have four letters, you have 24 tziruf. Five, you have 120. And once you go another few letters, it's not very easy to count anymore. As the Sefi Yitzira says, once you get a few letters later, it goes and goes and goes and goes. Exactly. How you, the same letters, but how you configure it. What comes first, what comes second, what comes last. Uh, so, so Yudke Vavke, you would think, has three letters only, because the He is a He, right? So it would only have three, which would be 12, which would, that could be 12. So that's true. But the two He's represent different things. So it looks the same, but it's not Mahamash the same, because mm-hmm. there's He La and He Tata. So it says in Kabbalah Svarim that by day, you have every hour a different siruf of Yudke Vavke. By night, you have a different siruf of Alav Dalad Nun Yud. There are other tzirufim that are not connected to the day and the night because these are four-letter words which have 24 tzirufim. But there's 12 combinations of Yudke Vavke that each one is connected to a certain hour. <coughs> I know he has this question before. Who's, uh, who's day and who's night? Here in Israel? Um, it's a good question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so even more, yeah. Like we'll see, everything gets specified. You're asking whose day and whose night. So the same question happens, for example, Shabbos and Yom Tif, right? Shabbos and Yom Tif, you say there's a certain divine holiness that comes into the world. But, but in Israel, it's already Sunday, Mitzvah Shabbos, and here. Right in Australia, it's already Friday, Shabbos morning is, Mitzvah, is already Mitzvah Shabbos. So the answer is that, as we will see, it actually says in Shulchan Aruch Harav in the beginning, he says that uh, the energy is beyond time. And in each country, it's manifested according to the time of that country. In each country, in each region, according to its time zone, that energy which transcends time is manifested through this vehicle of time, these hours. So the same is true about these tzirufim. So all 24 hours are, are always in play throughout the whole 24-hour. Indeed, indeed, yeah. Yeah, no, he's saying when here it's 6 o'clock, over there it's 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock, yeah. There's a Maise that when the al was in prison, huh? No, no, he was in prison in Nun in, Tess. Um, in, in 1898... The Balatanya was arrested, and it was a capital, uh, I'm sorry, 1798. After Sukkot, he was arrested, and it wasn't just an arrest. It was an arrest with a capital accusations. He was taken away in one of those black coaches that was designated for those who, uh, you know, were in treason, were accused of treason, of Miridab Malchus Mamash. It was a very, very serious issue, and he was put into a, you know, maximum security prison on an island in Petersburg. It's, the island is still there. It's like, uh, like Alcatraz they have, right? So they had for the worst, the worst criminals they had. It's in Petersburg. It's, you can't run away because it's surrounded by water from all sides.
And it was a cell there. The prison is still there. It's still there. I don't know if the same building is probably not there, but the area is... uh, is, uh, I was there once. So there's a story that he was in a cell, and um, there was no window, and there was no way to tell time. And um, they investigated him very, very heavily, extremely. And a lot of ministers from the government from Petersburg came to visit him, to speak to him. Because part of the accusation was that his shit to his teachings are attempting to overthrow the Tsar. And he wants to be the ruler of Russia, which was the worst crime, of course. Plus, he used to send a lot of money to Eretz Yisrael, Tzedakah, for the poor people in Eretz Yisrael. And Eretz Yisrael then was under the the, the Turks, the, the Ottomans, right, and the Turks, and, the, and Turkey and Russia always had a very hostile relationship. So this was part of the accusation that he's he's fueling a possible revolt and helping the Turks with such types of accusations. I mean, they were ludicrous, but they were very serious. So there was very intense investigation. He had to write up a whole essay about who he is and what he represents. They just found it a few years ago, after communism fell. A long essay, around a 10 or 20 page essay, explaining who he is to the Tsar. He wrote it in Hebrew, then they translated it into Russian. Maybe we'll learn it one day. It just came out a few years ago. They found it in Petersburg. It wasn't, uh, nobody had it because it was, it was for the Tsar. It wasn't for, for the Jewish, it wasn't for Chassidim. So the Tsar, it's a fascinating document. So there was once the Maisa that, um, one of the very prominent people came to investigate. So he came to visit him in the cell. And as he came in, the Balatanya said, good morning. I guess in Russian, he told him good morning. So the person said to him, how do you know what time it is? How do you know if it's morning or night, afternoon? Part of the psychology in prison, they wanted to break you. Part of breaking you is that you don't have your bearings. Part of not having your bearings is you don't know what time it is. You understand the psychology? The fact that we know what time it is is already a certain control. Like, you're somehow in rhythm to nature. I know it's morning, I know it's night. It's hard for us to understand. When somebody doesn't know what time it is at all, at some point, you're like, you're like alone in the world. Like, you're not connected to anything. It's a very serious issue. So he said, how do you know what time it is? So he said that every hour there's another tziruf of Shem Havaya. <laughs> and just now one of the tzirufim changed. So he knows what time it is. <laughs> That's what he told this fellow. So he knows if it's morning or night. If, you, if you're sensitive, if you sense, every hour has a different energy in the world. So if, if uh, I'm saying if you're sensitive, if you're sensitive to the spiritual energy of the cosmos, you know the energy now is not the energy of an hour ago, and the energy in an hour is not the energy now. It's a different energy. Uh, yeah, this is not in Russia. It's in a cell, in a prison cell. Oh, oh, yeah. Obviously, it was a time zone there. He was living in Russia, so it was Russia. This was Saint Petersburg in the capital at the time. So we have an effect. Of Very close. Yeah. Identical? Mamish identical? An hour off? Yeah. Okay, it's an hour off. Okay. So Ukraine and Israel are the same. We have has an effect on what time it is? On this month? There's a, there's an interconnect yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fast. Yeah. 
and and the idea of the idea of shachris mincha mayir of all that, you know halacha is so much focused in zman. There's man krishma and there's man tefillah. There's a time for mincha, a time for mayir. It's not just you davani tashem, you davani tashem. The point is that there is a certain energy in the world that comes into the morning. There's an energy of the afternoon. There's an energy in the evening. This is the Zman of Maidav. This is not the Zman of Maidav. <laughs> huh? The energy of Plag is an interesting energy. Yeah. Huh? I don't know. It's an interesting question. I say, if you should be in the Maidav. He had to put on fill in the in the cup. <laughs> in the cup. Huh? Which reminds me, Taka, it's I guess all connected. When they took him, when they came to arrest him, it was the day after Sukkos. Tough uh tough kuf uh tes. 1798. So uh, the Balatanya was sitting in Tefillin in his house, his study, I guess, and the representatives of the Tsar's government came to take him. The person came in and he saw him in Tefillin and he um, he halted, he hesitated. Al-Tarebbe went like this, he should come back later. So he left. <laughs> so there was a chassid, his name was Rabbi Yaakov, so he says, what's, what, what, what just happened? So he says, it's a Gemara in Brachas. The Gemara says in Brachas, Amr Rebelazar, Pasuk says, Viro Kolamaya Aretz, Kishem Hashem Nikra Lecha, Viyaru Mimeka. Amr Rebelazar, Elut Filun Shabirash. All the nations will see that God's name is on you, and they're going to experience awe from you. So the Rebelazar says, what do you mean they're going to see Hashem's name on you? Where do they see Hashem's name? So Rebbe Lazar says, Eilu, tefillin Shabbat this is the tefillin on the head. It has the shin on the right, the shin on the left, it has Hashem's name inside. So Rabbi Yaakov said, I also wear tefillin, and nobody's ever scared of me. So the Balatanya said, the Gemara doesn't say, Eilu, tefillin Sha'al Harosh. The Gemara says, Eilu, tefillin Shabirosh. doesn't say tefillin on the head, it says tefillin inside the head. Eilu, <laughs> tefillin Shabirosh. <laughs> You have tefillin al harosh. There's tefillin birosh in the head. That's already a different tefillin. Huh? If it's internal or external. Huh? Yeah. So in other words, there's, you know, a person could connect to things so they're on me, but they're not inside of me. It's not who I am. It's a different experience. Eilut tefillin shabirosh. So now let's come back to our Indian here. So he says, this man is a nivra lahachias oilamis alyayna vetachtayna. Meaning, the yudbeist tsirufim, which are meschadish, they're renewed every day, every hour another tsiruf. It's not just a tsiruf. It's mechavo mechaya oilamis alyayna vetachtayna. These are the channels through which all the life force of the, all the worlds comes out. So it's not just a little tsiruf. It's really the channel of energy. In other words, this hour, how is divine energy coming through to the world? Through the hay and the vav and the yud and the hay, whatever the tziruf is. Next hour, it's another tziruf. And that's why it's a different type of energy. And that's why there's different possibilities in every hour of the day. Sensitive people know that every hour, everything changes. Nothing is the same. It's a naya velt. It's a new hour, it's a new world. 
It's taka new world. It's not, so what's the expression? Same old, you say, how are things? Same old, right? Same old is not a Jewish concept. There's no such a thing, same old. Yeah? SOS, same old spaghetti. Or whatever the tziruf is. Lahavdam. <laughs> Lahavdam. Right? But whatever, whatever your tziruf is, is based as you, if you understand the real tziruf, then you are, then the, then all the other tziruf are also different. Yeah. So there's a different channel of chiyos every single hour. By, by night it's adna. Vahachayis rotsoy vishoyf. There's an expression in Yecheskel, in the first chapter, in his famous Merkava vision. Hachayos literally means the living beings, or he's, here he means it as the chayos, the, the life, is rotsoy v'shoif. Rotsoy v'shoif we learned about many times, right? Rotsoy means running, and shoif means returning. Rotsoy means ascending, like to run. A state of rotsoy means I'm yearning to go somewhere, and shoif means I retreat. It's like when you're standing at the beach, right, and the waves are rushing, and you have that concept of you know, the power, the power of the waves that when a tsunami happens, a hurricane happens, it threatens civilization because there's a sense of rotsoy, and then there's the shuv, there's the waves retreating as we see, and it's a very... Uh, it's a very beautiful dance when you stand at the water. It's something, you know, people, it touches people very deeply because it reflects something very deep. All of the chayis goes in that way. There's rotsi and there's shoif, meaning pirish. The chiyus that came down through the first siruf, let's say the first hour of the day, through the first combination of yudke vavke in the morning, at by day, or alav dalad nun yud at night, oilalim kairi, it goes back up to its source. And now the chayis comes back down, but through a different combination. If not, it would be enough with one tziruf, just have one combination, and it's good. So because tziruf echad is not enough, you need a new tziruf. So the chiyus of the first tziruf goes back up. And now a new energy comes down. I mean, it's the energy of Yudke Vavke, the same energy, but it comes through a different configuration. And therefore, it creates a different impact. And that now gives Chiyas to the Eulah Masadiyah and Betachtayna. Same thing. The heart contracting and expanding is also Ratzi and Shoev. Huh? Systole and diastole. Diastole when the heart relaxes and opens. And then the person breathing... Breathing also. You mean the inhaling and the exhaling. But it's always that rotsoy and that shayf. The heart pumps, it pumps, it pumps, and then it expands, it relaxes. And then weiter and weiter and weiter. That beat, that rhythm is essential to the dynamic of life. And therefore, from this, this is the origin of the concept of time. Past and future. Because the first energy departed and went back to the source. From down, it goes back up. 
And now a new chiyus comes down from higher to lower. And this is what creates the very reality of Zman. This is what creates Zman. Zman doesn't begin with time. Zman begins with the divine energy operating in the rhythm of Ratzay V'shoif. And from this is where the whole concept of Zman originates in its source. That's why he said that Zman is not just a Nivra, but Zman is a Nivra in order to give life to all the Olam HaSalyayinam Zman is the vehicle, time is the vehicle through which all of the worlds can receive their Chiyus. That's why it's created, because what is Zman? Zman is a reflection of what? Of the Ratzoy V'shoiv dynamic in the Chayas. The Chayas comes down, it goes back up, and then there's a new Chiyus that comes down. So he says, Mizev, from this creates Zman. V'hu kamashal zeger Yiddish, or Balashan Ashkenaz. And this is like what we call the Meirish Shoyas, which we call Azeger. Watch, a clock. Belosh in Yiddish, or Belosh in Ashkenaz, in German or in Yiddish. Velochei Nikr That's the real reason it's called Sha'a. What does the word Sha'a mean? Where do we have the first time the word Sha'a? You remember in Chumash? Vayisha Hashem, right? El Hevel Vel Hashem paid attention. He turned to Hevel and his gift. And Cain saw that he turned to Hevel and not to him. So he says, the word Shah is Pirish Hapoina, turning. Shah is you pay attention, you turn to somebody, you, you listen to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Shah is that the energy is Poina. It turns it comes, it pays attention, and it focuses on coming down from the higher to the lower to give life in the state of Ratzoi and in the state of Shaif. V'chein halev, here you come to the heart, because the microcosm is a reflection of the macro, so the world is a reflection of, the person is a reflection of the world, so if that's how the whole system in the world goes, it's also the system in the person. So take the heart, which is responsible for the primary vitality of the person because it pumps the blood. As the Pasuk says, A person is a miniature universe. who What's the sign of life? you got to take the pulse. It's always beating. It's always beating. There's no such a thing. Just relax. Stop beating. Just... You have blood, you have energy, let it be, just let it be. No, no, it's not. It's always, there's always this tension. Why? There's Ratzay and Shoiv, Ratzay, Shoiv, Ratzay, Shoiv. And that's what the beat represents. So you would think the sign of life would be just stay put, stay in one place. But since in the whole world, the way the Chayas operates is in a state of Ratzay and Shoiv, there's the tension and there's the resolution. There's the, huh? There's the beat. And the beat represents this duality coming together every single moment in the entire world. So therefore in the human world, the miniature universe, you have that becomes the simon of life. Machmas shachi yusubirat It stops beating, time stops. Time is basically the beat of the universe. That is what time is. B'meilad is an avar, 
And there's an asset because there's two tenuas. There's the tenua of Ratzai and there's a the tenua of Shuv. So he says from this is created a whole concept of Avar and Asit, of past and future. The first Chayas is Mistalik, goes up, and a new Chayas comes down. And this dynamic, spiritually, is what creates time. So time doesn't begin only in our universe. Time begins in the very spiritual design of how the divine energy communicates with the universe in a state of Ratzai and Shaiv. But Mela, in every level, it's translated according to that level. In our world, it's translated as a clock, as a watch. It's 746 and 747 and 748. And the moment you come to 747, 746 is past. And 748 remains the future. It's all in the Bechina of Ratzai Vashayv. Yeah, the mazalos is one manifestation of that. The movement of the mazalos, the movement of the mazalos is the manifestation of that in that particular realm of reality. Here we're going even higher than the mazalos. We're going back to the source of the Tzirufim of Yud Kevavke. If there wouldn't be Ratzai Vashuv, there wouldn't be a concept of Zman. Shabirai, Shabirai. <laughs> Does the same concept then apply to Leishiv Basuka? Leishiv Basuka. Right. <laughs> I guess so. Internalized, not just the external manifestation, but you want to get the internal manifestation here. Leishiv Basuka. Yeah, I mean, on a physical level, to be in the Sukkah, but you're saying. That's transcend the physical format. Right. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.